today we want to continue the series on the last days. This is the second volume that we're doing. The first volume we dealt with uh, key events that have already taken place in the earth and key events that are currently taking place in the earth as pertaining to the last days. In this particular uh, series that we're doing now, the second volume, we're looking at all the key events that must take place in the relatively near future. And uh, we had a look in the previous uh, teaching at the destruction of the Great Harlot. And we saw that that was in fact the destruction of the world's economy. And that would be an overnight event. And obviously it would have a catastrophic implication in the earth. We are not going to go into that in any kind of depth um, today. Today what we want to do is we want to have a look at uh, the next one of the key events that have to take place pretty much close to the end of the age when our Lord just is about to return to the earth. And that is uh, the revelation of the two witnesses that are revealed to us in the book of Revelation. Um, and so we want to touch on their ministry today, what it is that God is sending them into the earth to do, um, who they will minister to, for what period of time will they minister, and uh, what will be the outcome of their ministry in the earth. Now, with regards to uh, events timeline-wise, because um, we're going to be looking at the person of the Antichrist uh, later in the series as well, the Antichrist would have already come onto the world stage by the time the two witnesses are manifested in the earth. And so the timeline is not pretty much in um, sequence from that point of view, in that we should have then obviously touched on the anti person of the Antichrist himself first. But the person of the Antichrist will be made manifest throughout the period that the two witnesses are also manifested in the earth. And so the two um, uh, in people, basically, their timelines overlap as we go into the end of the age. And so I felt it necessary for us to first look at the two witnesses, and after we've had a look at them, uh, only then will we then have a look at the person of the Antichrist himself. But uh, in touching on the, um, the, these two witnesses that will be manifested in the earth in the last days, um, the main passage of Scripture is obviously the book of Revelation. We're going to touch on that now. We'll get to it. But prior to that, I just want to lay a bit of a groundwork pertaining to these two witnesses as to what it is that God is going to be sending them into the earth to do. What is their primary purpose when they do come into the earth? We can open up that scripture with, uh, with that, that thought with a passage of scripture in Romans chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. The scripture says, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. Verse 26, And so all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the Deliverer will come out of Zion, and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. Now, a lot of people look at this passage of Scripture and they say, okay, well, that means that the Deliverer coming out of Zion and turning away ungodliness from Jacob is, in fact, the Lord Jesus himself, and that he himself would appear to Israel and bring them to salvation. But as we go through the Scriptures in today's teaching, you'll see very clearly that's not the case. The Lord is not... Uh, going to uh, physically appear to the nation of Israel and thus bring them into salvation. He sends his two witnesses uh, before the time to prepare the nation of Israel 
for their coming Messiah. And you recall that's exactly what he did the first time when the Lord came to the earth. Uh, John the Baptist came in the spirit of Elijah and he prepared Israel for their coming Messiah. And so that's exactly what God will do the second time around. He will send Elijah uh, himself um, with a second witness as well this time. And the primary purpose will be to bring Israel to salvation in Jesus Christ, uh, their Lord and Savior, their Messiah. And so Israel will come to full salvation in Christ through the witnesses that God sends to them, not through Jesus Christ himself. Um, the Jewish believers do not have a different type of dispensation on believing in Christ um, because it is by faith that we are saved and we can only believe by faith um, by hearing the gospel message preached. And so prior, just prior to the two witnesses being made manifest in the earth, um, the fullness of the Gentiles will have come into the kingdom of God because that's what the scripture says here. Uh, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in and so all Israel will be saved as it is written. And so the primary purpose of the two witnesses as we go through today we will see that their primary purpose is to bring Israel to salvation in their Messiah. Um, all the Gentiles would have come into the kingdom of God by the time that the two witnesses are made manifest in the earth. There will be no more Gentiles that will be added to the kingdom of God during their, their time of ministry. That the, the time of the Gentiles will then have come to a close. But at the same time, uh, what will be quite evident is that uh, prior to the two witnesses being made manifest in the earth, that the vast majority of the Jewish nation would still not have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so we've, we've dealt with it in previous teachings. We said that more and more Jews are coming to faith in Jesus uh, as the age is drawing to a close. But nevertheless, it is still a small minority. And so the vast majority of the Jews, by the time these two witnesses are manifested into the earth, will still be unsaved in that they will be following after the law of Moses, but they will not have yet accepted Jesus Christ as their Messiah. And that's, as I said, that's going to be their primary purpose when they do come into the earth. Now, there are the two comings. Uh, our Lord came the first time, in, in, and He came to suffer for our salvation, and He's coming back a second time to reign on the earth. Now, prior to the uh, first coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, God the Father sent John the Baptist. Um, and that was prophetically made known to the earth um, quite a long time before John was manifested in the earth. Um, hundreds of years before the time. And we pick it up in Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. The scripture says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with the curse. And so when our Lord came the first time, that prophecy came to fulfillment because God sent um, his prophet to prepare Israel for their coming Messiah. But the prophet that was sent was John the Baptist. It wasn't Elijah himself. But the scripture is very plain to us that John came in the spirit of Elijah. And so when John the Baptist was manifested into the earth, he was only sent to the Jewish nation. He was not sent to the Gentiles. 
He was sent to the Jewish nation to prepare them for their coming Messiah. The second time our Lord returns to the earth, this prophecy will once again be fulfilled. The only difference in this, on this occasion is that it will be Elijah himself that will return to the earth. It will not obviously be John the Baptist. It won't be another prophet in the spirit of Elijah. It will be the prophet Elijah returning to the earth himself. And when he comes to the earth with the other witness, we'll deal with the other witness as we get into this uh, teaching, their primary they will be sent to the nation of Israel. They will not be sent to the world. And so the, the two comings are extremely similar because the one is uh, John the Baptist coming in the spirit of Elijah to the children of Israel to prepare them for their coming Messiah. The second is going to be Elijah himself with the second witness um, to the children of Israel to prepare them for their coming Messiah. And so that is the, the correlation between the two comings in the preparation that takes place just prior to the coming of our Lord into the earth the first time and the second time. Now, when this, the, both uh, John the Baptist in the spirit of Elijah and when Elijah appears into the earth, both of them bring two uh, ages to a close. Let's pick up the scriptures. Matthew chapter 17, verse 10 to 13. Scripture says, And his disciples asked him, saying, Why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Jesus answered and said to them, Indeed, Elijah is coming first and will restore all things. But I say to you that Elijah has come already, and they did not know him, but did to him whatever they wished. Likewise, the Son of Man is also about to suffer at their hands. Verse 13. Then the disciples understood that he spoke to them of John the Baptist. And then in Luke chapter 16, verse 16, the scripture says, The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached, and everyone is pressing into it. And so when uh, John the Baptist uh, was manifested into the earth, he ushered in the kingdom of God, because uh, the scripture says, our Lord uh, basically said it, that the law and the prophets were until John the Baptist. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached. So when John the Baptist was manifested into the earth, there was a transition of ages because the law and the prophets ceased at that time. Now, this, the, the law and the prophets obviously still continue, and we've dealt with that already in previous teachings about the, the, the two covenants in the earth today. And the old covenant still is in existence for the Jewish nation. But nevertheless, our Lord has uh, said to us, that the law and the prophets were until John. From the time of John, the kingdom of God has been preached. And so there was a transition of ages that occurred when John the Baptist was made manifest in the earth. Now, in exactly the same manner, when Elijah and the second witness are made manifest into the earth, there will be a transition of ages as well. And the transitions of ages that will uh, take place is that after the, the, the ministry of Elijah and the second witness um, takes place in the earth, the gospel of salvation will no longer be preached. When their ministry draws to a close, and we'll have a look at it now, 
Um, that will be the end of the gospel of salvation preached in the earth. There will no longer be a gospel of salvation preached because once their ministry is completed, the Jewish nation would have come into the kingdom of God and all that would be saved would have been saved. The church would have been have reached um, her fullness and none more to be added to the church. And so both Elijah's, uh, John the Baptist coming in the spirit of Elijah, um, closed off the law and the prophets and brought in the kingdom of God. When the second time the actual Elijah appears in the earth, he will draw to a close the proclamation of the gospel of salvation. Because after he and the second witness are taken out of the earth, there will be no more gospel of salvation preached because everyone who was deemed to be added to the kingdom of God, in other words, to be added into the body of Christ as uh, being saved through Christ, that full number would have come in. And so there will be no more salvations taking place. Also, both um, prophets, John the Baptist and now Elijah and uh, his second witness when they come in to the earth, both are sent to restore Israel to their Messiah. That is their primary function that they are sent into the earth to do in the prior to our Lord coming the first time and obviously uh, prior to our Lord coming the second time. And you know, because we can see there is such a strong correlation between the two comings in that I'm talking about now Elijah coming the first time, John the Baptist in the spirit of Elijah, and Elijah himself coming the second time. We can have a look at the impact that um, John the Baptist had on the nation of Israel. And just give us a bit of insight because we, do, we will need to touch on it as we get into the series, that when John the Baptist came into Israel at that time, not all Israel accepted his preaching. In fact, the vast majority didn't. Now, a lot did. But, uh, you know, if you go back and look at the historical records, you would see that although John the Baptist had a, a major impact on the nation of Israel in his day, not everybody believed in him. And the, the Gospels were very plain to us on that issue as well. And so it kind of points us to what will transpire when, uh, when Elijah comes back uh, the second time with the second witness that it is not the whole nation of Israel that will be saved. Um, and I just wanted to put that out there because that will help us to understand how certain things can in fact take place in the last days because if we were to consider that when the scripture says the whole nation comes in it actually doesn't say that. It just says that all Israel will be saved. We, we straight away think well that means everybody. No, it just means all Israel who are called Israel after the Israel of God will be saved. In other words, all who are called will be saved at that time. If we understand that, then we can more easily understand how we can, uh, how certain passages of Scripture just don't seem to make sense because of uh, what needs to transpire in the nation of Israel in the last days. But I just wanted to put that out there. And when John the Baptist came, not all the Jews believed in him. When Elijah comes, not all the Jews will believe in him. Nevertheless, those who are all who are called will believe in him. That, and then there's a difference there, and we need to understand the difference between the two. And so, yeah, as John the Baptist brought a close to the law and the prophets, so Elijah and his uh, second witness, when they uh, close off their ministry, they will bring a close to the proclamation of the gospel of salvation. Now, I know there's 
uh, a strange teaching out there that when the church comes back to the earth, then she'll go into the earth and proclaim the gospel. That's not the case. Um, the gospel is proclaimed to those who are to be uh, born again and placed into Christ and become a part of the body of Christ. So when the body of Christ comes to the earth, she comes back in her full glory um, as the bride of Christ. There's no more to be added to the church once uh, we come into the earth. And so we get to now the passage of Scripture that really does describe the ministry of these two witnesses in the last days. And so let's just read the passage. Uh, this is the vision that is revealed to the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. It's Revelation chapter 11, verse 3 to 13. And so it's actually the angel speaking, but he's speaking on behalf of God. And he says, And I will give power to my two witnesses. And these are the two witnesses that we've been referring to. And they will prophesy 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before the God of the earth. And any, if anyone wants to harm them, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies. And if anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this manner. These have power to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the day of their prophecy and have power over waters to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. When they finish their testimony, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them, overcome them, and kill them. And their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Then those from the people's tribes, tongues, and nations will see their dead bodies three and a half days and not allow their dead bodies to be put into graves. And those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them, making merry and sending gifts to one another, because these two prophets tormented those who dwell on the earth. Now after the three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them, and they stood on their feet, and great fear fell on those who saw them. And they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. And they ascended to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies saw them. In the same hour there was a great earthquake, and a tenth of the city fell. In the earthquake 7,000 people were killed, and the rest were afraid and gave glory to the God of heaven. And so this is, as I say, this is um, an introduction to the ministry on earth of these two witnesses that God will send into the earth. But in this passage here, we see nothing about them ministering to the children of Israel. So all of that that we've seen so far in the scriptures pertaining to the fact that um, Elijah will come to Israel and bring Israel to a relationship to accept their Messiah, um, none of that is mentioned in this particular passage of scripture. What we see in this particular passage of scripture is really the ministry that they will perform in their judgment ministry. Because they, when, when these two witnesses come to the earth, uh, in their, uh, when God deems it necessary to bring them, um, they will have a twofold purpose. Their main purpose will be to bring Israel to salvation in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Messiah. Um, but there is a second purpose, and that purpose is revealed to us here in this passage. And that is a purpose of judgment that God will pronounce through their ministry. Um, and so in order for us to understand that, we need to understand the context 
of what the world will be like when these two are in fact manifested into the earth. And so we, we will understand as we go into the series that the world would have changed quite dramatically by the time these two are made manifest into the earth. Uh, firstly, all of the, the Gentiles would have come into the kingdom of God by the time that these two are made manifest into the earth. And so there will be no more salvations taking place in the earth during their ministry and just prior to their ministry. The last of the Gentiles would have come into the kingdom of God. And so the, the church, the Gentile church will start reaching as a stage of maturity because we've also dealt with the falling away. The falling away would have started to take place uh, by that time in the church as well. And so the Gentile church in the earth will start coming to maturity because no more new souls will be added. And so no baby Christians will be uh, added to the kingdom of God at that time. Um, but something else would also have transpired by that time is that, and we're not, we, we, you, we, we will look at it in detail as we get into the person of the Antichrist himself, but the Antichrist would have invaded the nation of Israel just prior to them being made manifest, um, and he would have put an end to the daily sacrifice. That would have already taken place when these two witnesses are manifested into the earth. He would have set himself up as God in the earth, in the temple of God. We've already dealt with the fact that the temple uh, would be rebuilt. And he would have then instituted great persecution against the church, um, being both the Gentile and the Jewish church, but also then instituted great persecution against the Jewish nation. Um, so that is the context of what the world will be like when the two witnesses are in fact manifested into the earth. Um, and so we see that these two witnesses will be in the earth for a period of three and a half years. For that, the, the scripture says, let me just go back up there. They will prophesy 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. And so that is a period of three and a half years that these two witnesses will be made manifest into the earth. And we see that the working of miracles will be very prominent in their ministries because the Bible talks about the fact that they will bring down judgment on the earth and they will be able to bring down all sorts of plagues at their will. Um, they'll be able to turn water into blood. They'll be able to withhold rain. Um, so they will, this is speaking about the judgment aspect of the ministry. And so we need to understand the context of what the earth will look like at that time why it, why it is that these two witnesses will be proclaiming judgment in the earth. Because the church doesn't proclaim judgment in the earth. The church proclaims salvation. Jesus didn't come to judge as such. He came to save. And so we see a change taking place when these two witnesses are manifested into the earth. In that these two witnesses are starting to proclaim the judgment of God in the earth. Now the reason that they will be doing that is because... Um, they will be judging primarily the nations that will be under the reign of the Antichrist because it is those nations that will be instituting great persecution against the Lord's saints. And so in response to that, these two witnesses will then proclaim judgment on those nations and they will incur uh, various plagues it's to such a degree that when they are eventually killed, and we've seen that in this passage, that the, the nations of the earth will rejoice in the fact that these two prophets have in fact been uh, destroyed because they were causing such a lot of torment in the nations where they were proclaiming judgment. 
So these two witnesses don't go around into the nations proclaiming judgment. They will just proclaim the judgment and judgment will fall. And so that is one of the aspects of the ministry as pertaining to these two witnesses in the last day. Um, and then we also see that there will be numerous assassination attempts taking place on, on, against these two individuals. And because of the assassination attempts, what will happen is that the, the scripture says that anybody who wants to do them any harm, they will be destroyed by fire that proceeds out of the mouth of these two uh, prophets of the Lord. And this is the way that they have to be killed. It is in fact the Antichrist himself who will be sending these in, uh, people out to assassinate the two witnesses because these two witnesses will be uh, ministering in the wilderness. We're going to have a look at that now as we go into the series as well because we haven't really seen that in, in this passage so far. But when we look at it in depth, we will see that the two witnesses will in fact be ministering in the wilderness. And um, you will recall that when Elijah actually was in the earth, Think about Ahab. Elijah came into Ahab's court and said, no rain until I say so. And for three and a half years, it's very um, important that there's that three and a half year period when Elijah first prophesied and there was no rain in Israel for three and a half years. And Elijah walked out of the court and nobody saw Elijah ever again. Now we know in scripture where Elijah went, the Lord looked after him, after him. Uh, in the wilderness, he was at a brook, and the ravens would feed him in the morning with uh, bread and, and meat, and feed, feed him in the evening with bread and meat. And when that brook dried up, then the Lord sent him to the widow to live with her um, in one of the, the Gentile nations, not in Israel. And so that's kind of just a prophetic um, picture of what will transpire in the end days, because as when when Elijah prophesied that, and the drought came. Uh, if you go read the scriptural accounts, Ahab, as the king, sent people, his armies, far and wide, to try and hunt down Elijah, and they couldn't find him uh, because God hid him. And so that's exactly what will transpire at the end days. The Antichrist will want to get hold of these two because these two will be pronouncing judgment on the nations over which the Antichrist will be reigning at that time. And so he will be desperate to find them. And some of them, it seems that some individuals will in fact find them, but when they do, they will be destroyed by fire. And again, you can go back to Elijah again. Um, and Elisha, I think it's Elisha actually, that when the king wanted um, Elisha to come to his court, he sent his army and Elisha said, if I'm a prophet, let fire come down. And fire came down from heaven and destroyed. There were two groups of 50 and the third group humbled themselves and so Elisha went with him. But that's kind of, a, again, a picture of what will transpire in the last days. The Antichrist will be desperately looking for these two, wanting to destroy them, um, not being able to find them himself, but those who do find them will in fact be destroyed by fire because fire will proceed out of their mouth. And so, again, the, the forerunner of the two witnesses, uh, Elijah and John the Baptist, um, when John the Baptist came to the earth to minister, he ministered in the wilderness. He didn't minister in the city of Jerusalem. The only time he went into the city of Jerusalem was when he was arrested and uh, Herod brought him into prison in the city of Jerusalem. Outside of that, John the Baptist always ministered in the wilderness. 
And so Elijah and the second um, prophet will also minister in the wilderness when they come to the earth. They will not minister in the city of Jerusalem itself. However, at the end of their ministry, at the close of their ministry, they will confront the uh, Antichrist in the city of Jerusalem. Now again, we have a, a similar type and shadow taking place because think of what happened with John the Baptist. He was ministering in the wilderness. He gets brought into the city of Jerusalem and Herod beheads him, kills him. And that is that uh, type of, under the Old Covenant. Well, not really the Old Covenant, but that's what we see in, in the Gospels. Under the, 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 the period when the um, Elijah and the second prophet do appear in the earth, at the close of their ministry, they too will come into the city of uh, Jerusalem. There will be this confrontation that will take place between the Antichrist and the two witnesses. The Antichrist will prevail against them, overcome them, and kill them. And they, they, the Bible says that their bodies will lie in the street for three and a half days. He will not allow their dead body, bodies to be buried. The whole world will see their dead bodies lying in the street, rejoice over them, send gifts to one another, because these two prophets tormented those in the earth. And so a very similar um, picture is painted from John the Baptist to Elijah in, in the second time that Elijah appears, because it's in uh, Elijah and the, and the second prophet will be destroyed in the city of Jerusalem. John the Baptist was destroyed in the city of Jerusalem. John the Baptist was destroyed by the, the leader of the nation, which was Herod at that time. Elijah, the second prophet, will be destroyed by the leader of the fourth kingdom, would be the Antichrist. And so there's the, the, the type and shadow correlation that you can see taking place there. Um, and so when they have been destroyed, there's that three and a half day period that their bodies lie uh, to be seen by everybody, but at the end of that three and a half day period, God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, will bring them back to life and take them straight up into heaven. Now when that does happen, when that event takes place, it is at that time that the church will be taken out of the earth as well. And no more will the gospel be preached into the earth because all of the saints will have then been saved. And that will draw the close to their ministry. That'll be the end of their ministry, and that'll be the end of the gospel of salvation proclaimed in the earth. After that event of that confrontation that takes place between the Antichrist and these two in the city of Jerusalem, after the three and a half days, God raises them from the dead, takes them up into heaven, and the wrath of God will then be poured out on the earth. And it starts off with that great earthquake in the city of Jerusalem, where 7,000 are killed straight away. And from there on out, that's when the wrath of God will be poured out in, into the earth. Because then the church will have been taken out of the earth along with the Lord's two prophets. They will have been raised up at the same time. And so that kind of just highlights the ministry of these two individuals as they come into the earth. What, what is the background, the context that will, they will come and minister in, and their ministry of judgment. We're going to end the teaching on that point today. We're going to go on to, in the, in the next teaching, we're going to close off the ministry, uh, this teaching on the two uh, witnesses. We want, to, we want to have a look at what their ministry will be like towards the nation of Israel. Because as I said, when they come into the earth, they come with a twofold purpose. 
The one is to bring judgment into the earth, and the other one is to bring salvation to the nation of Israel. Salvation to the nation of Israel is their primary purpose, but nevertheless they will also be used of the Lord to pronounce judgment on the Antichrist and his kingdom during the time that they prophesy on the earth. That's that three and a half year period. It's the same period that the Antichrist reigns as, anti, as ruler over the fourth kingdom from the temple of God. And so the two prophets of our Lord will be in the wilderness ministering to Israel, proclaiming judgment on the, uh, the kingdom of the Antichrist. The Antichrist will be in Jerusalem and reigning from the temple. So he, the Antichrist is a type of a... We go the other, round, other way around, sorry. Ahab is a type of the Antichrist um, against Elijah in that day, against Elijah again, and against uh, the second witness at the end times. But we'll end the teaching on that point today. We're going to look in the next teaching at the ministry of these two prophets to the nation of Israel, specifically um, during their three and a half year period. We're going to end the teaching on that point today. Amen.